Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. I have an early morning appointment next Tuesday, so I won't be able to teach. And then we're into winter holidays, even though people don't travel over winter holidays the way they necessarily used to in the before time. So I think I'm going to say no Sidur class for the next three weeks. The next time we will meet will be, God willing, January 4th, 2022. Okay, so we're off for the next three weeks, once because I need to, and then twice because, you know, let's take a holiday break. Today, my goal is to try to finish up Elohim at Sur. And then I know we voted about what we should do next. And I said the majority voted for we're going to look at the middle of the Amidah for Shabbat and festivals. But I think I'm now going to overrule that vote and say that's really going to take too long. We're going to stick with weekday, which is our mission, which means we will go on to Tachanun. That is the tentative plan for where we'll be in the beginning of 2022. Okay. Um, so we're in Elohainet, so we're going to take a look at it again, and then I'm going to do some screen sharing stuff. Page 44 in the Slim Shalom, page 120 in the Sim Shalom. Rabbi? Yes, Michael? Yeah. May I ask a question about it? About what? Hello, Heinetzor. Well, we're first going. I was first going to read over it again to refresh our minds. Could we? Could we do that first, and then you'll ask a question? Let us refresh our memory. Okay. And we talked last time about Hanukkah, but the time before that, we talked about the steps and the bowing. So we're not going to go over that again. I will refer you back to Sidur class from two weeks ago if you want to review steps and bowing. Um, okay. I have a question. Yes. Okay. About the steps and bowing. I was going to actually send you a message. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I have a mask on for Uh reasons I won't bother explaining. So you said it's left. Um, steps. it's, it's, it's right at the beginning and left at the end. Did I say that? I was all confused about it. Is it, is it right? Yeah. Uh, sorry. No, I, I think it's left going backwards. Yeah. And it's right going forwards. Okay. So here's the thing. At beginning and end. Right. So I'm confused because okay. there's sort of an extra step. So here we go. Um, going forward, right, left, right. Oh, uh-huh. that works. Okay. And, the, and then your third right, left, right. At the third step, you're putting your feet together. Okay. So then left, right left. Uh-huh. Okay. I think I've been taking too long a step and having to put my feet back together. Never mind. Yeah. So actually answered. in the halachic sources that talk about going backwards, it does say, uh, this is very minutia, um, but I'll just tell you what it says. It says for your left, you put essentially the front of, you moved your left foot back, you put the front of the foot, even with your right heel. So it's really like a half step. And then your right, you have your right foot go back totally clear of your left foot. Sorry, I'm, I started with the left back and I, and I, um, give me a second. Yeah, that's fine. And then your second left back, you bring them even. So it's really half step with the left, yeah. full step with the right, half step with the left to bring them even. Same thing with the right. It's half step, yeah. full step, half step. I just tried it. It works. It totally works. Good. I'm glad we have 
helped you, Ilana, with this thing that no doubt you've been agonizing about for many years. Okay. No, for, for, two, for two weeks. Okay, no more steps questions. Right, by the way, it's the sort of thing like if you've been doing it for years, you never think about it. But once you actually become conscious of it, then you start thinking about like, wait, how am I doing it? Why am I doing it right? Better, like riding a bicycle, better to, you know, just don't think about it. Okay. There are some who say you just do the hokey pokey. Okay. All right. So let's just read through the English. Hashem, guard my tongue from evil, my lips from uh, speaking deceit. May my self uh, be silent before my cursors and my self, my soul, be like uh, dust before everyone. She opened my heart in your Torah and may I chase your mitzvot. And all those who think evil about, plan evil about me, really, that's what choshvim, it's not just they're thinking bad things about me, but they're actually pl- planning bad stuff about me. Speedily, may you um, foil their stratagems and ruin their plans. Right? So, Hashem, I'm going to try to be humble and not open my mouth. Everyone who is thinking ill about me, you please defend me by you foil their stratagem so that I'm not going to need to speak up and talk back to them. Okay? And then we have the little poem, do this for your reputation, for your power, for your holiness, for your Torah. I said I didn't know that much about how to kind of make, I've never dwelled on that particular sequence. So that those who are, who cling to your, your friends, your loyalists will be freed or released. Let your right arm uh, deliver me. Answer me by delivering me with your right arm. All of that is a, original composition, that's what I want to say, meaning it's not in the Torah. Then we have a quote from Psalms, that is the last line of a Psalm that we say, Shabbat morning, okay? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart uh, be acceptable, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer, meaning the prayers that I've just uttered, which could either be Elohim or, or the entire Amidah, May you accept these prayers uh, graciously, acceptingly. And then, which we said was a synthetic verse, meaning it's actually put together from a couple of verses in the Bible. And it looks like it's a verse from the Bible, but there is actually no such verse in the Bible. That's a, that's a technical term that Sidur scholars use, synthetic verse. It's something that's Sounds biblical and has pieces of the Bible in it, but there isn't actually such a pasuk in the Bible. Okay, so that's Elohai Nitzur. So it's about essentially, may I be humble, not talk back to those who are plotting against me. Hashem, you defend me by foiling their stratagems. Do this not because I am deserving and a good person, but for the sake of your own reputation. Hashem, your own reputation of your power, please save me. That's the Elohim Nitzur. And that's, again, we talked at length about the 11 different alternative prayers 
um, in uh, Tractate Brachot, of which this is the, of different rabbis said after their um, Amidah. This is the 11th. It's just an example of an individual meditation. Um, by the way, in that one, in um, Tractate Brachot, I believe the I don't remember. I don't think that's part of it. All Sidurim say that no matter how you finish the Amidah, then you should say, May the words that I have just uttered be uh, received by you graciously, which suggests since the halachic instruction is no matter how you finish the Amidah with whatever meditation afterwards, you say that first, that suggests that the intent of that verse on the part of the Sidur editors is that the Imre Fi, the words that I just said, is not Elohai Netzor, but the entire Amidah. Okay, so um, our editing puts it together as if it's all one paragraph, when really Yuleratzon Imre Fi, may the words of my health be acceptable to you, is kind of a separate thought. And then Oseh Shalom Bimramav is another separate thought. And then, by the way, we don't have it in our Sidur. Let me just look. They got rid of it. Or did they keep it? Yeah, they got rid of it. Uh, anyone who grew up with an Orthodox Sidur or uses an Orthodox Sidur knows that there's another three-line thing that you say after that. Uh, it's about rebuilding the temple. Right. I just can't because I want to think of it right now. I can't. Exactly. The words. Avi, it's yeah. Thank you. So, Hashem, may you speedily rebuild your temple, and may we uh, uh, give sacrifices as in days of old. And then there's a quote of a verse, and may the sacrifices of Israel be sweet before you, God, just like they were in days of old. And the um, uh, liberal Sidurim, certainly the contemporary ones, the most up-to-date ones, tended to drop that one. So it's not in our Sidur. Okay. I'm going to pause and say, are there any questions, comments, or thoughts, which I held off Michael, on Elohai Netzor? Because the next thing I want to do is look at Elohai Netzor in the Sephardi tradition. Go ahead, Michael. We discussed the irony of having fixed in the Sidur one rabbi's prayer when it was supposed to be a personal meditation. I know that in a couple of my Orthodox Sidurim, and I've seen it elsewhere, there is a, a, pa- a place just before the Yehulah um, Refi, uh, just before that, where it says you should add another pasuk from, I don't know whether it's just from, strictly from the Torah or whether it's from uh, uh, the from, from uh, the Bible, anywhere in the Bible, but there is a list of them, and they're key to your name, so that the first letter of the pasuk is the first letter of your name, the last letter of the pasuk is the last letter of your name. So I am Michael Mem Lamed, mine is Ma Tovu Alecha Yaakov Mishkanotecha Yisrael. And I'm wondering if that was done just to personalize it for everybody to avoid the idea that everyone is saying the same thing. Have you, you know anything about that? Yeah. So that is a minhag um, as to why it is the purpose of doing it to personalize it. 
Uh, we have to remember that Sidur editors left no footnotes generally. So we can't say that's why it was done. You could say, oh, de facto, it has that purpose. Um, there are various early halachic sources which say, and at the end of the Amidah, you should add a verse. Um, and uh, I, if you look in certain super duper mega complete traditional Sidurim, they will actually have a list of those verses. Does anyone know what reason is given for why you should memorize that verse? It's not actually the reason Michael said. You should memorize the verse so that you know it in your sleep. Because on the resurrection day, you are going to be so startled out of your death sleep that you will forget your name. But you'll remember your pasuk, your verse, and your verse will help you remember your name. Mine is Avraham. No, that's not it. It's a, it's a different Avram verse. I can't remember, um, which I've forgotten it. So it, 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 there was a while where I was saying that. So yeah, that's a custom and it's sort of done more commonly. And, you know, I think in certain Hasidic and Sephardic traditions that they actually do that, right? You'll forget your name, but you'll remember your verse and saying your verse will help you remind yourself of what your name is. By the way, um, people smile. It's such a, you know, charming thing, but uh, there's a sense of it. It's sort of like this sense of it is, you know, we all just come and go on this earth. Your name is kind of temporary, but Torah is eternal. You will remember your Torah verse, even though you might have forgotten your name. So Ilana. Yeah. Um, sorry. I can't type very well right now. Um, it's in the um, art scroll on page 1096, the list. Which art scroll? Um this one, this Ashkenazi? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Art scroll Ashkenazi, Sidur, page 1096. And yeah. if you have the paper one, it's on page 924. There you go. With names and letters, so you're not like supposed to daven through it or hunt through it daily. You're supposed to go to that as a resource to just learn your verse, um, and then you say that verse every day, every day, every day, every day, uh, three times a day, so that it's stuck in your head, so that when you get woken and the resurrection, and you're so far blunted that you don't remember your own name, you will remember your pasuk, and that will help remind you of your name. Okay, I love that midrashic explanation not technically a midrash since it's not on, on a biblical custom but a explanation ex- folk explanation of that custom yes ilana sort of stupid question maybe no we're no um, talking about your um hebrew uh, name your hebrew hebrew, name. okay thank you that's what i wanted to know thank you avraham because i have a hebrew i also have a hebrew name for my secular name got it uh, you know it this custom goes back a millennium so it's whatever your name would have been a millennium ago, which was, there's no middle names, you know, you know, my kids have, some of them have three names, like none of that. It's just, your name was just Avraham or Chava or, you know, Yosef or, you know, something simple. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Any other questions or comments about Elohai Nitzor? Now we're going to look at Sephardi Elohai Nitzor. If I can pull it off, I'm going to share the screen, which is, has an article from Tablet. That's not what I'm sharing. So I'm just going to show you how you can do this at home. I go to safaria.org and I go to the category, which is liturgy. Now, by the way, there is a quote unquote complaint that some people make uh, or comment that um, I'll get you back here first. I'll unshare. Um, that Safaria, which has so much everything, has very little Sidur material, very few Sidurim. So people say like, why isn't the conservative Sidur there? And why isn't the Sac Sidur there? And how come there's only two or three Sidurim? So the answer to, you know, and there's like, you know, obscure mystical texts that you've never heard of, that even if you studied for the rest of your life, you'd never get up to them. So why does, given how, how, how many Sidurim there are, why does Safaria have so little Sidur material. The answer to that has to do with, does anyone know? It's one Copyright, word. Probably. Copyright, correct. So most Sidurim are published and they make money for their publisher. So Art Scroll or the conservative movement doesn't want to just give their Sidur for free to Safaria. Safaria is free access. So like the Schottenstein, which is the most popular version of the Talmud, now in English for people who are studying the, the Dafyomi. Why isn't that on um, Safaria? Because it's published by Art Scroll. They don't want to just give their copyright away. Then they wouldn't make money selling volumes of the Talmud. So th- we'd say it the other way around. So the fact that there's English Talmud, which is the, uh, the so-called Steinsaltz translation, which in Safaria is called the Davidson Talmud, is an amazing miracle. And the reason for that is, I assume, because Davidson somehow paid for it to pay a fee for it to be put up there. So the reason that there's very little Sidur material is because of copyright. Okay, now we're going back to, so I picked Sephardi Sidur. And there's a couple of Sephardi Sidurim, and I don't remember which one this is in. So let's see if we can find it. All right. Sorry, I'm going to make you dizzy because I'm going to do super fast scroll down. So uh, just to end the suspense, um, the Sephardi Sidur adds some material to our usual Elohai Nitzur. Let's see if they have it in this Sephardi Sidur. Here we go. Um, see if I can See if I can make it be side by side. Here we go. Okay. So again, I just want to point out all this research. How do I find it? Anyone can do this at home, safaria.org. You click on liturgy, you click on different Sidurim. If there's a quote and it's there's something and it's from the Talmud or the Mishnah or the Zohar, you can go to Safaria yourself and you can easily find it if you have the most rudimentary of computer skills. Okay. Foil their plans. Okay. In parentheses, we have what the Sephardim add. Notice it's not Hashem Avotenu. It's still in the singular, right? So it's still meant to be a singular player, uh, prayer. 
Shalo kinat adam alai, that no person be envious of me of of me. Velokinati alacherim, and may I not be envious of anyone else. Vishalo echosayom vishalo achisecha, and may I not become wrathful today, and may I not make you wrathful. May I not do anything to make you angry, God. Vitatsileni miyetzehara, save me from the Yetzehara. Vitain bilibi hachnaa vaanava, and uh, plant in my heart uh, submission and humility. Look at that. Help me be humble and any modest. That seems to be a typo. Um, so that is, I'm going to say, one complete thought that's added, right? So that's one line. It's one thought. And it, it and and you might say, well, why is it there? Why is it added? I mean, how is it added there? How does it make sense? So I think it's fairly obvious that the theme of Elohai Nitzor is help me be humble. And this is a furthering of help me be humble, right? May I not be envious. May I not be angry. Help me be humble and modest. Then we have another line, which is not about that at all. Malkein of Eloheinu, our sovereign and deity. Yached shimcha ba'olamecha. May your name be unified in this world. Bnei Ircha, Yased Beitecha, Shachlel Hechalecha, Vikabetz Kibutz Galuyot, Uftet, Sonecha Vesamach Adatecha. Six things we ask God to do. Build your city, establish your house, which clearly means the bait, the bayit is the Beit Hamikdash. Um, sorry, Yased Beitecha means found your house. Shachlel Hechalecha means to complete the building of your, um, Temple, uh, in gather the exiles, redeem your sheep, lovely phrase, that's us, right? Redeeming means you buy them back from the places they've been sold to, right? Redeem your sheep and uh, nice summary line, uh, cause your ada, your people to rejoice. Okay, so all of these things would cause us to rejoice. Jerusalem rebuilt, temple established, completed, in gathering of the exiles, all of us sheep redeemed. Then, the rest is the same. Okay? So we have in the Sephardi Elohai Nitzur inserted these two other lines, two other lines, they're, they're, both of them are fairly lengthy sentences, but it's really just two sentences. Um, one, I, I would say, furthering and deepening the... I'm going to leave it right up there on the screen so you can see it in Hebrew and in English. Um, well, you can see it in Hebrew. You can't see it in... There we go. Now you can see it in English. Um, all on one screen. So these two lines, the first one, furthering and deepening the theme of modesty and humility. The second one, looking to the rebuilding of the temple. So I guess... You know, someone, some authors felt, uh, it's just incomplete. The, the same way there's that little paragraph of three lines after Elohai Netzor, which is part of the traditional Sidur that someone added, but which the conservative Sidur left out, rebuild the temple. Similarly, someone felt uh, that it was inadequate to finish the Sidur um, without 
a please rebuild the temple uh, sentence. So we have those two long sentences added. I'm going to stop screen sharing now, which may make it harder to discuss. Meyer, and then any others, and then we'll wrap up in the next few minutes. I find the discussion of envy fascinating because it reminds me of the 10th commandment, which to me feels like the most difficult one to observe. Yeah. And this, and this seems to acknowledge that somehow. Yeah. And I love what its placement. Yeah. And of course we, if we had a discussion about that, it would be a different discussion if we were talking about English words or Hebrew words, you know, there's come talk about, you know, what's the difference between jealousy and envy. So these words are hard to translate. And of course, the word that's used in the Ten Commandments is lachmod, which is not kane. Actually, kane in the Bible is a, it generally means passionate and zealous, right? Uh, God is kana and Eliyahu is kana on God's behalf. So um, uh, kana kufnun aleph, that root, in the Bible clearly doesn't mean, well, I don't want to say clearly doesn't mean, but in general doesn't mean um, what it means in contemporary Hebrew. And I think this, which is rabbinic Hebrew, medieval rabbinic Hebrew, um, is more like what it means in um, modern Hebrew. And yeah, it's an interesting thing. So Elohainetzor, then we could say, how does this deepen it, Meyer, is then... We're, I'm going out into the day. I finish all my Amida, you know, uh, praising God, asking God for things, thanking God for things. I then close with a prayer that is actually about my individual, I'm going to say, character and how I move through the world vis-a-vis other people. I don't want it to, the people who are arrogant help me not talk back to them, right? And help me not be envious of others and no one envious of me help me not get angry or make you angry so it kind of deepens this theme um uh notice it's not an alternative it's added by the way i also have a personal added thing about midot about character things which i add into the elohai nitsur i've started doing that the last year or two and um of course in keeping with how things work i don't substitute it for elohai nitsur i added in because even though uh, I should be able to substitute it because Elohim is just Mar Baravina's personal prayer from, you know, uh, 1700 years ago, and it should be optional. I treat it as not optional. Um, I make it mandatory. So whatever I want to add, I add to it, which then lengthens it. Same thing with the Sephardi Sidur, same thing with adding your, your, your name. Same thing with the Liliahirat zone at the end that's in traditional Sidurim. All these things end up being added, 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 and that's how the Sidur gets longer. No one ever says, let's substitute that. No one until modern times says, let's substitute that. Meyer, anything else you want to say about that? Other than you like no, it? No, I think that's great. I think I just, yeah, I just really uh, connected to it somehow. And I think Good. that your point about, you know, we can, we can, ultimately, it's interesting because. From the from the end of the um, stilad to the rest of the day, it's it's all in our hands how we behave and how we uh, address the world, and, and I think that's a great acknowledgement of that. Good, and hold on to that thought because maybe we'll try to come back to it when we're talking about tachnun, okay? Which again is an attempt to add something. 
I don't want to say personal because they didn't say, say your own prayers, but, but more something that speaks more to the individual heart. That's what I'm going to say. Rather than these communal prayers of God, we're asking for rain and God, we're asking for healing and God, thank you for all the things you did um, in a, an attempt to have prayers that speak more to the inner spiritual life of the individual. Let me put it that way. Okay, Larry, you have a hand up. I did. Thank you. So my uh, my comment is not a comment. Uh, it's not about the Elijah and Sora, but first of all, since you're doing this Friday version, I suggest that you might want to do part of a session or a session on the different Nusach um, that we have for for the Sidurim, known as Friday, etc., and there's a different nusach for the for Tachman as well, so that may be an appropriate part, a place to, to talk about them. But secondly, I simply want to say a very good word for Bill Davidson, who doesn't get enough credit, who did many great things in his life, was a great philanthropist. You're, you're, uh, Larry is talking about the person who is responsible for the fact that we have access to a contemporary translation of the Talmud into English for free on Safari. The, David, the Davidson Talmud. Go on. And he also did many things in Israel. And I think he actually was the one that sponsored the archaeological um, garden next to the Kotel. The Davidson um, Center. Uh-huh. The Davidson Center there. Um, and I'm being very serious about Bill Davidson. It's worth sort of looking him up and seeing what he did. He was from Detroit, <laughs> which is why I knew him. And I'll say something facetiously. And that's why you should root for the Detroit Pistons and Tampa Bay Lightning, which are two teams that he owned. Um, in professional American sports. And it's why you should not root for the Ohio State Buckeyes, because that's the Schottenstein Arena and the Schottenstein Talmud, which is the same as the Davidson Talmud, the same text that they that he bought to, to use and, and put up on the Safaria. The Schottensteins are also a very charitable family, whom I happen to know when we lived in, in, in Columbus. Um, but they didn't make that, they didn't make their Talmud available on, uh, on Safaria. So. Although who knows, some of that can be because of contract agreements with Art Scroll. So I don't don't want to criticize anyone for and, and, anyone and they really are, charitable for not being charitable and, and enough. And they're wonderful people, yeah. and um, they, they 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 are they are also very good people. The Schottensteins. Yeah, got it. Okay. Any other closing comments? I think we are never done with the Amida, but. For this, which I believe is our third cycle through the Sidur in, in, uh, in Tuesday morning Sidur class over the last however many years, Terry's the, Terry's the archivist. She's the one who keeps track. I think this is the third cycle. I don't think it's the fourth one. Uh, I think we're done with the Amidah. And in January, we will go on to Tachanun. That is the plan. Terry, is it the third time through? What is it? She thinks it's the third time through. Okay. Okay. But Joanna says, go ahead. Just say it to everyone aloud. And in late breaking news, um, the Jerusalem Talmud um, has just been posted by Safaria in English translation. Okay. Let us end our Sidur class in 2021 on that good news. Everyone have a good, healthy day. Uh, have a good three weeks, and we shall resume uh, at the beginning after the secular new year. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.
You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.